Ginger and the dynamic duo is back. Jason is here. Sir, how have you been? What's up, motherfucker? What's up, bitch? I am back. It's been a long time. I haven't seen since today. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been what? Uh, almost almost like a month since we've done the show yeah. together. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Life gets yeah. in the way, and look what happens. Yeah, we almost didn't pull this one off tonight, too. It was a very strange <laughs> night in my life. But uh, I don't get into any of that. I did go back to my office today for the first time in a long time. Oh! So, yeah, just a, a scheduled maintenance day for some stuff. But I was. it's uh, looking like we're going to be working from home largely until after Labor Day, but then they want us back full. So nice. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. How have you been, pal? Uh, it's been a long week. <laughs> uh, my wedding anniversary was on Monday. Oh, congratulations. Been, you celebrated it watching, Mac and, watching Monday Night Raw, right? It's been six long years. You're a fucking rookie, dude. <laughs> Feels like it years. should be fucking 20. Uh, no, I, I, I don't watch Raw Live. I watch it the next day, because okay. mon- Monday is my gaming night. I play games until about two in the morning. So from okay. like nine o'clock at night, Monday night till fucking two. I think the latest I've played to was like four in the morning, and that was a giant mistake because I woke up three hours later with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Big fucking mistake. But uh, no, yeah. Did that, so she had the week off, she took the week off, and we kind of just been lounging around. Not, we, we haven't done anything, but it's kind of nice to have a week where you don't do anything. Right. So. Very true. Yeah, so, yeah. It's about it, it's just been a very long week. Even though she's not working this week. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That's what life has, life comes at you that way sometimes, man. Yeah, yeah. So, how about you? How's things? Everything's good. You know, just knee-deep in baseball shit all the time. You know, the AAU team's doing well in their division. They're first place, 4-0. So, nice. the town team, we're 2-2, two and two, but everybody's sort of grouped in there. So, been fair. I did have a, we did have an experience with another town. We played them the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we, we had to file a complaint against them because their coach was a giant a-hole. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, all things considered, I would like tremendous amount of credit because 
This guy was an absolute a-hole. He was swearing in front of the kids. His kids were talking shit to my kids. And I did not bitch slap him. I, I literally went and I said, you know, your kids were saying this about my kids. I just thought you should know. And he said, well, I don't think that's true. Like, well, I'm not asking you what you think. I'm telling you what happened. And if my kid was acting like an asshole like that, I would want you to tell me. So I'm telling you, you do with it what you want. All right, that's fine. I, just, I don't think it happened. Like, All right, that's fine. Whatever, dude. Now, I would have normal me, old me, 10 years ago me, would have put my foot up his ass at that point. I have, in my older age, I have developed a little more decor. So I simply told him, okay, fine, do what you got to do. And then I went and filed a complaint against him. So so his team, and I take it probably his son plays as well, were yeah. swearing at your kids. He was swearing at in front of the kids, which, A, I don't like generally as a coach anyway. No. Um, and then his kids were making fun of some kids on my team for certain physical attributes or whatever, but um, just didn't sit well with me. But uh, yeah, no, you I, don't, you I, don't do that shit. No. And we were short. We were short. They were into the, they ended up beating us. We were shorthanded. We had a couple of our best players weren't there. Um, and I was limited as to who I could use as pitchers and whatnot, but uh, we played them again and I've already decided uh, we're not going to be nice next time. So. Well, no, if they're not going to be fucking nice, fuck them. That's how you got to play it, man. They want to be assholes. You got to be a fucking, you, as much as you go against that, give it right gotta, fucking I, back to them. I got to defend my kids. You know what I'm saying? Oh, a hundred percent. That's part of my job. Cause I mean, technically, I mean, in baseball, your team is your family Yeah. and yeah. you got to fucking stick with them and, you know, no, absolutely. And I've had the issue before in the past with over the fall we were playing and, um, we had three different teams in fall in the town. Okay. And I went to a game, and uh, one of the other teams was playing, and I went to their game. Because I, you know, I love going to these games and watching all these kids and mm-hmm. supporting them all and everything. Yeah. Um, so during that game, some of the kids from the other team decided to take some liberties. And uh, I went to my coaches. We were playing that same team the next day. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Jackson's pitching tomorrow, and we are not going easy on them. Mm-hmm. So we ended up winning thirteen to nothing, I think. And I actually was nice. I pulled Jackson after like three innings. So, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, don't fight. like just because these kids aren't on my team at this second, they're still my kids. I've coached almost all of them at oh, one yeah. point or another in one sport or another in Absolutely. town. Absolutely. So don't fuck with the kids. Don't fuck with my kids. I will. It will not be a good thing for you because no. I will make you regret it. So, as yeah. it should be in reality. I mean, yeah. don't. And, and that's not that. That's teaching kids the wrong way of doing things. Yep. And, no, and I I pulled the kids out out of the dugout during this game the other day, and I said to them, "Listen, I know what they're saying. I know they're chirping. I know they like to talk. I was mm-hmm. like, let them do it. We are classy. We handle it better. We show respect to our opponents, mm-hmm. and we will handle it on the field. And that's it. And then we're all right on board. So." Shove it up their ass. That's all you do. Yep. yep. Take that bat, turn it sideways, and shove that some bitch <laughs> right up their asses. I, well, when we come to youth sports, I'm not nothing. No, no asses. No. 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 <laughs> no. 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 Nah, not gonna do. Not gonna go there. But what the hell? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, like I said, though, I mean, it's it's so bad when parents do that type of shit because it shows the kids that that's okay, yeah. when in reality it's not. Yeah. I, I realize you want to you want to give you you want to make the kids like you know want to win and stuff, but there's yeah. other ways of doing that. Yeah, and it was funny because uh, one of the coaches from the other team, one of the other teams in our town, was there, mm-hmm. and um, he had now so Jackson and my other best player played aau that morning so mm-hmm. they didn't arrive until the last inning so mm-hmm. i didn't have them for the whole game mm-hmm. basically and it was 4-2 right up until the last inning and then they put a few extra runs up it was actually 2-2 for most of the game and then they put up a couple runs in the last couple innings. um but uh the coach from the other team comes over to me afterwards he's like he's like no trust me i, I know that town they don't win very often they don't know how to handle it that's <laughs> Just, there's an element of that in my town. We tend to win a lot, so yeah. you know, at least with the group we have, uh, we are fortunate to have about like a three-year window of incredibly talented kids at their age level, uh, and then after that, you know, we'll see. But so we, we've been very fortunate the last couple of years with with doing well in tournaments and all stars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So good, good. Yeah, that's really good. And this year they've announced they are going to do the Little League World Series, which they didn't do last year. Oh, nice. Um, and no international teams, which means the U.S. has a shot this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but they're going to do so. So in order to make up for the no international teams, they are going to do two teams from each region. So New England, instead of the typical one team, will get two teams, which, you know, for a town like mine, adds another spot potentially for us to, to qualify in there, which would be really cool. So Nice. Oh, yeah. So, so is that that that's the in the U.S. Yes, like all U.S. Yep. So two teams. So you're looking at a hundred teams, something like that. Well, it's broken down by region. So there's like New England is a region and oh, Southwest. Okay. Okay. okay Southeast. Okay. So, so where we play. Um, we would have to first win our district, okay, and then we would move from district to states, and then states to regionals. Okay. So, from what I've heard, and I don't know this to be true, mm-hmm. our district is one of the hardest in the state. So, winning district is actually harder than winning states. So, oh, wow. if we get past districts, and we have a good shot this year, mm-hmm. um, we would have a good shot to uh, potentially make a run, which would be very nice, nice. very cool, nice. I bet you Jackson's excited for that. Jackson's excited anytime he gets to step on the uh, baseball field. So. True, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But. Nice. Uh, I heard did, did did somebody make a trip to see his team, or did he go somewhere for a baseball thing? So yeah, they opened a new uh, they're opening a new field in Worcester, which is near us, mm-hmm. um, for the the Red Sox minor league affiliate, which was the Pawtucket Red Sox. They yep. are moving to Worcester. They're going to be the Woo Sox now instead of the Paw Sox. Um, so there was a contest on social media, like show us your Woo Sox pride, and he wore his uh, team gear because he's on the affiliate team now in AAU, mm-hmm. and we sent that in, and he won. Had the chance to go into the park and get a signed ball by one of the Woo Sox players who has already pitched in the major leagues, so good player. Nice. Um, and uh, he was he was thrilled. You know, it was a quick little visit, but because everything's still closed, they're still doing construction oh, yeah. and everything. Um, but he got to go out on there and see the field, and it was it was pretty cool. So nice. Yeah. Congratulations to him on winning that. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Nice. Now, did you did you go or did Lisa go with him? No, I went. Yeah. You went? Nice. Yep. Yeah, okay. 
Good job, Lisa, letting him go. You know, <laughs> well, she was at work. <laughs> that's it's another one of those advantages of working from home. It's like on my lunch break, we could coordinate to go meet him there, and uh-huh. you know, it's like half hour late getting back from lunch. But my my place is usually pretty cool about stuff. So nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and uh, we uh, were supposed to play last night or two nights ago, but. You know what's fucking sucked so far about the one thing that has really sucked about baseball season is every time we're supposed to play and there's rain, it's like right borderline rain. It's not pouring to where we can sit there and say, fuck it, at 2 o'clock we're going to cancel this game. It's always like right on the line to where we have to like the other day we ended up getting the kids to the field and we're trying to clean up the field and then it just shifts and then it's going to pour for the rest of the night. And it's like, fuck, (laughs) you know, either rain or don't. Let's go. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, so we've already lost two games to rain this year. Oh. We've made one up, but we now have now have another one to make up. So, Oof. but crazy week. We've got a game tomorrow, which is Friday when we're recording this. Uh, so we got Friday. We got two in AAU on Saturday, one in town on Saturday, two in AAU on Sunday, uh, one in town on Monday, and then one in town on Wednesday. So that's the next couple of days. <laughs> and this is this is why Jason is question mark for every show that he is on <laughs> during baseball season. <laughs> oh shit! Well, enough about, about our personal. And that doesn't include if we try to sleep, sneak sneak uh, uh, slip the makeup game from the other day in there somewhere. Oh, so yuck! Yeah, yuck! Well, enough about our personal shit. But uh, what do we got for news? Anything interesting? To not I haven't seen much, but maybe you got something that I didn't see. So not a whole lot of news so much as uh, interesting sort of analysis stuff. So let's start with, we talked a little bit of on WWE Rundown about the fact that AEW was going to be bringing out Blood and Guts this week, the, mm-hmm. the big War Games style match. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it. I watched the whole show. Um, I had my thoughts. Uh, the AEW guys are going to cover it a lot. Yeah. Um, there was a mixed bag. There was some good. There was some bad, like most weeks with AEW. I'm not standing it up. And they did a lot of things good. They did some things they could have done better. Um, it was a big rating success in the sense that they went over a million viewers, almost 1.1 million um, for a .42 rating demo in the number one slot in the demo, um, which started me thinking. You have TV shows you really like, right? Uh, Throughout I mean, your life, you've had TV shows oh, that yeah, are like absolutely. appointment viewing. Like, if oh, this yeah. is on, i got to fucking watch it. Yeah, Dexter. Right? Prime example. Okay, Dexter. There's a great one. Did you ever fucking look up what the ratings for Dexter were? No, I didn't give a shit. Why do we do this for wrestling? <laughs> Why? It's literally the only fucking thing on TV anyone does this for. Super Bowl, sport, NFL weekend, MLB, nothing. Nobody gives a fuck how their team's ratings were against other shit. Like, <laughs> wrestling is the only fucking sport, in quotations, where we do this. It's only TV programming where we do this. Why? And then I started to come to a realization. This is about AEW so desperately desperately seeking some WWE cast-off, some some ability to compare themselves to WWE in order to increase their relevancy. 
they're they're thirsty for attention and and to by use ratings for themselves that? and putting themselves next to WWE in some way, shape, or form. And people will sit there and go, oh, well, Wednesday was a war, and they beat NXT, and they could blah, blah, blah. And NXT is saying, anytime, any single one of these weeks, even the best weeks when you go to a million viewers, AEW, WWE could simply whip out your dick, their dick, and go, uh, well, that's great, guys. Congratulations. It's only about a million less than SmackDown got. Yep. But they don't. No. Because they don't consider AEW to be serious competition to their business model. Because they're a pissant company. <laughs> I don't even say this out. I think it's just that they, no. they, they recognize that they're operating in two different spaces, basically. Yeah. When the, WWE says that they are sports entertainment, that's what they are. They're looking for a broader audience and more sort of mainstream recognition. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that, that's great. There is a product that's more hardcore straight wrestling, and yeah. it's AEW. Yeah. But that doesn't mean either one is wrong. It just means that they're different. But it's all about AEW preference. understands that in order to get where they want, they have to compare themselves to the industry leader. And that's what all of this ratings talk is about. It's fucking annoying. Still. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, I just, but, as I was reading no, it, I was that's... like... Why do we never do this with any other shows ever? That's a good point. Because yeah, a we don't we no other fucking show unless it get canceled unless like the show you really enjoy like I really enjoyed the show Hannibal when it was on and then apparently it got shit ratings so they fucking canned it. That show that that Jackson I like to watch the reboot of MacGyver mm-hmm. uh, that was on CBS. Yeah, like. We're watching it, we're watching it, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, and this is the series finale. What the fuck? Where's that? <laughs> yes. Now, it's, that kind of brings up a funny point. If you hear that a show is, you know, that you enjoy is, I don't know, give or take three seasons in, and then you hear, oh, they're not continuing it, this is the last season, do you kind of lose interest in that show? So I am I am sort of a TV completionist. Okay. Like I have a need to watch. Like I watch shows way past the point where they're interesting to me, which explains my affection for Monday Night Raw. Still, uh, <laughs> yes, I think but, that's all of us. But it's like it's like oh, I started to watch it. I have to watch it all the way to the end because I have to find out what happens, okay. even if I'm not interested. Uh, Walking Dead's a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Like the last few seasons and particularly these last few episodes that they just really absolute shit mm-hmm. just hot fucking garbage mm. but i'm still gonna watch it yeah because i need to know yeah. um there was a show on vh1 i think uh god what was the name of it pop-up video no 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 no, no. <laughs> it was uh maybe it was comedy so it might be on comedy central um oh, fuck what was the name of it it was about, like, slackers. Oh, workaholics. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. And it was funny when I first saw it. And the more I watched it, the less funny it got, because it was literally, like, the same jokes every single week. Ugh. And I was just like, but I kept fucking, like, every week it would be on my DVR, and I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'll fucking watch that. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm the wrong person to ask, because I am, I, like I said, I am a TV completionist. I tend to 
watch everything. Now, I know some sometimes, like I know a lot of people hated the last few seasons of Dexter. I didn't hate them as much. I hated the way they ended the show, but yes. I didn't hate the seasons in general. So No, I, th- I thought they were fun. But, yeah, yeah the, I mean, apparently... See the trailer for the new one? Yeah, the, the one fucking ten-second <laughs> clip. But apparently Michael C. Hall teased that there might be more than one season coming. Yeah, I've heard that. If, they, if it does well, they might... Uh... Oh, if it doesn't, who's not going to watch that that watched it before? And that was a fucking hit show. It turned a lot of people off with the way they ended it. They really did. Yeah, but now that they're going to... Like, I don't... Like, I'm curious to see what they do. I, I have a hard time envisioning the show being as good without the sister. True. Although she was teasing that she's going to find her way to the show. So huh. maybe in the way that he used to see his dad, he'll now see his... Sister. Oh, yeah, maybe it's going to be a duo. It's going to be the dad and yeah. the sister. Could be. It's a possibility. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that. Uh, while, while we're on shows, I'm just I'm just going to keep rambling about this. Have you watched the um, Law & Order Organized Crime? I have not. I'm not a big Law & Order guy. So, so, so you want to know my problem before we go into this? You want to know yeah. my problem with Law & Order? Sure. Because I've tried to watch the show. Mm-hmm. It feels like... It's two separate shows, both of which end up being rushed. And I get the concept, but it's like because you figure it's an hour show, so mm-hmm. factor, you know, 15 minutes for commercials. You five, let's say 20. You, you, have 40, you have 45 minutes a show. Right. So now you've got less than a half hour to do the criminal activity, cops catch the criminal, yeah. and less than a half hour to do the they go to court. So the whole thing always feels rushed to me. I like I like the I like a show that will focus on either the cop part of it or the courtroom part of it, and I like both. Okay. Um, but Law and Order just it was always just too rushed for me. So the the new show, the organized crime, is yep. more your style. Okay. So I will highly suggest it. Um, okay. I, did you you watch SVU when it was fucking big, no. right? No, you never even watched. Okay. So basically, uh. This guy that was on the 24 show. was always my my show. Okay, all right. I love um, 24. Uh, I like NCIS Los Angeles. I haven't really gotten into the the original NCIS, which oh, is a little what, weird. dude, like, so good. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it now. I know Mark. I'm, I'm actually a fan of Mark Harmon. Uh, surprisingly, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten into the full show yet. Um, but I like I love the Los Angeles one, I, partially because I've always been an LL Cool J Mark too. Um, <laughs> so I do like that. Um, oh God. I, I got real heavy into the reboots for a while. Like I mentioned, MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBS had like a string. They had Hawaii Five-0, yeah. uh, which was good. I like that. Um, what's the other one? Magnum P.I. they rebooted, too, which mm-hmm. is, again, good. I like it. Uh, so I got into a lot of those. So mm-hmm. uh, it's – and then we've got our trash TV that we watch, like Catfish on uh, MTV <laughs> and stuff. So the guilty pleasure stuff. So, yeah, if you get a little extra time and you, and you can get your eyes on um, organized crime, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's more of that style because the whole season is go. It's not like your typical Law & Order show. It's yeah. one storyline for a whole season. Okay. This is quite the news segment, but since we're here, <laughs> um, what's one show that only lasted one season that you wish you had gotten more? Oh, God. Oh, um... Shit, I can't, it was, fuck, what the hell was the name of it? And I can't remember what channel, it might have been on NBC, 
Uh, it was a couple. This guy was a murderer. The chick didn't know. They started dating, and all of a sudden, she got involved with it. I really wish I could remember the fucking name of it. It was probably like four years ago it aired. It was one season, and it was done. I really wish I could fucking remember the name of it, because it was actually a really good show. Hmm. I, I love, like, murder shows and shit like that, so... Okay. That's, like, my shit. That's my jam. So I had two. Okay. Because as far as, like, a studio show, okay. and I talked about enjoying reboots, they rebooted Knight Rider a few years ago. Yes, they did. And they made, like, Kit into a Mustang and shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't like it. I, it was a guilty pleasure for me. I fucking loved that show. I, I really did. I enjoyed it. Um, and the chick that was on there was hot, too, which didn't hurt at all. Um, but uh, there was another one from a, sort of more of a reality genre, which I found really sort of cool as a concept. And Jackson and I really got into watching it together. Um, so they did this like contest where they took, I forget how many couples, and they put them... They had like a group of ex law enforcement people and they said like you're you're criminals on the run and we have to try to catch you. And the last people that we don't catch end up winning all the oh, money. I, what the hell was So they had to go that? like completely off I think it was like Manhunt or something. Yes, yeah, so I think um, that's what it was, yeah. And they had to go completely off the grid and they mm-hmm. had like crews following each couple and like it was just fun it was cool to watch like some of the techniques that they used to catch mm-hmm. people like that and uh, some of it that was just like dumb luck stuff, and you know you're sitting there watching it, and like, oh, don't do that. That's the... so. But I we enjoyed that one, and I wish that had come back for another season. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the commercial for that show. Never watched good, it, but good yeah, show. You should, you'd like it. Nice. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Way <laughs> off topic here. Yeah, right. Uh, so AEW, uh, as part of their blood and guts, uh, you might have seen, had some. Uh, Chair shots to the head. Uh, not necessarily something that's foreign to AEW. I'm sure everybody remembers the Sean Spears Cody incident from Fighter Fest in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some headshots in the uh, Blood and Guts match. Uh, during the post show, uh, Tony Schiavone was asked about this. Somebody saying, uh, Did we see a return of chair shots to the head? If so, I'm a fan for life. Credit to Tony Schiavone, who mm-hmm. works for the company, and said, you're for that CTE, aren't you, buddy? I don't know if we saw a return. I don't know. We saw some pretty stiff shots. I'm sure they're going to look at it and reevaluate it because, you know. Um, yeah, this is a dumb thing. Yeah. This is really... Uh, we, uh, what? In this day and age, and, and look... Uh, we're not even going to go into the whole thing, people being pissed off that Chris Jericho didn't actually get thrown off the cage onto a concrete floor. Um, That's production's fault, but continue. Well, but but it's the fans' fault for expecting and wanting to see him actually go through a concrete floor. That's, uh, yes. that's the big yeah. issue here. Yeah. These, the, how can you call yourself a fan of Chris Jericho and be mad about that? <laughs> That he didn't like almost die. I don't know. I think think, they tried to keep him from getting hurt. I think Troy would have liked it, not because he's a fan of him. No, no, no. But like, same thing. Like, how do you call yourself a fan of wrestling and want the wrestlers to take unprotected headshots in this day and age? You can't. 
you just you'd have to be an absolute asshole piece of shit. <sighs> like these are these are real men and women who have real families who have their lives shortened by these things mm-hmm. that they are doing to provide you with entertainment when all you give a fuck about is the rating apparently. <sighs> but and not just if you enjoy it. Like it has to it it can't just be hey I enjoyed the show it's I enjoyed the show everyone else has to let me check the ratings like Ugh. again it's it's just a WWE a wrestling thing I guess mm. um but yeah AEW needs to stop playing into this particular group of fans because this is not an area where you want to be if you're running a company with contracted talent. Earlier on in the show, before the Blood and Guts, they did a spot where Darby Allen, the actual Darby Allen performer, champion under contract for multiple years, uh, was thrown down a set of concrete steps. Like, literally just thrown down a set of concrete steps. Why? Why are you willing to shorten the career of guys you have under contract? Somebody has to step up for this talent and say, we're not going to do this shit. People talk about the safe WWE style, and yes, there are things that they could do better. But no, people aren't getting hurt like this. No. For real. No. I mean, hate to say it, but bring up The Miz. That dude has been in the company, shit, 13 years? Close to? How often has he been hurt? Almost never. Okay. Look at all these other guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I feel like AEW has to have one of those signs that says it has been X amount of days since someone got hurt doing some <laughs> dumb shit on their show. And just cross it off after six days every single time. Yeah, right. We don't need to get any numbers higher than six. We're good. I, I like. I don't understand why you would like i understand it to an effect of you don't get it often so it kind of makes you stand out but at what risk do you want to stand out because yeah. prime example look at mcfoley that dude and, god excuse me and and that that hell in a cell match i think was the thing that opened a lot of the eyes backstage to be like we got to tone shit down yep like, this guy literally almost died tonight. Yeah. Well, that's because that motherfucker's like, crazy. But they allowed it. They uh, they knew what he was going to do. They gimmicked the cage for him. You know, they did all this stuff knowing what was going to happen. To me, at a certain point, you have to say we're putting more concern on the well-being of the talent Instead of money. than getting the pop. Yep. Yeah. I can agree with so, that. Yeah, it's that. That's why you don't see. Um, and 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 to be fair, sorry, I mean to cut you off. This is where having someone like Vince McMahon who is willing to say "fuck no" mm-hmm. is useful, because right now mm-hmm. Tony Khan lets the boys run the show, and you know as well as I do from years of working in the wrestling business, if the boys are allowed to go unchecked. Ugh. They will do dumb shit to get attention, to get a pop, to get fan reaction, uh, even if it's not the smartest, safest thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. It's just their nature. It's how they're built. Um, that's why you need to have that strong person at the top that can go, no, 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 that's not safe, that's not smart, that's not worth it, we're not doing it. Yeah. And I don't know that AEW has that person. 
No. No. Nope. Nope, because Tony Khan's the old school Mark that dresses up as uh, Dominatrix Macho Man. And everybody else is, is one of the boys. So. <sighs> stupid choices get stupid endings. Okay. Um, last thing, and this is more <clears throat> of a... Uh, not news so much as it is, just I'm curious to hear your opinion. Uh, so you're a fan of Maria Canellis, right, fellow Ginger? Uh, yeah, sure, we'll say that. You're, you're a fan of her Playboy, at least, right? Yeah, absolutely. Multiple times. Um, <laughs> so she's been pretty outspoken, particularly since WWE released her and her husband. After um, they had asked for it. Yeah. Um, she was asked to speak about uh, Stephanie McMahon uh, and how... She she handles the women's division in WWE. Uh, her response was, so you have all these pointless pay-per-views and all the opportunity to have a women's empowerment pay-per-view and you choose not to do it. I don't get it. I don't know how Stephanie McMahon deals with that. As a woman, I've been very outspoken about my feelings about women's wrestling and, women's, and women in wrestling. It should come to no should come to no surprise, I believe you mean as no surprise, uh, that as a woman, I couldn't deal with that. If I had that much power in the industry, I couldn't deal with that. I have minimal power in this industry, and I'm fighting my tail off to create more opportunities. If I had that much power, there would be a whole show, plus a reality show that covers the actual girls live. Plus, on top of that, we would have a makeup line. We would be on the cover of Vogue showing, guess what? These women, they're badasses. They're beautiful in their own right. I don't get it. I'm fighting for that in Ring of Honor now from the very beginning, that's what I want. I want my girls to have these opportunities that I didn't have in such a large company like WWE. You're telling me that they can't call up some of these magazines and say, hey, man, can you feature some of our girls? If you do, can you work with an advertiser we have? I don't get it. I see all these things that Stephanie is fighting for women's rights, but it seems they're promo- seems more promotional than it does actual, and that is what I'm curious about that. So I have some thoughts on this, Ginger, but I'm, I know you do too. So why don't you go first, pal? <laughs> so I, I believe there was this – she she went on – I think she went on a pretty long rant about this entire thing. Was that all the full quotes? That's the, the main quotes from the WrestleTalk podcast. Okay, because she also kind of like put on the – oh, like you said, the the – Oh, you can have shows with women only and stuff. I, a, I think NXT is heading that way with how many fucking talents, they, female talents they just signed. Uh, B, they they don't it, it, uh, show them enough uh, or give them the opportunities. Uh, believe what show? What show does WWE have that has no women's wrestlers on it? Maybe two hundred five live. Maybe, okay. but but so all their main products has has women's wrestling incorporated with the men. Yeah. Oh, I have a question for you. Who main evented the first night of the first night one of WrestleMania? Yeah, that's one. Of, that's one of the things I was going to say. Uh, who main evented WrestleMania in New York City? Uh, the females. Yeah. Um. <laughs> who is? So- who is so your just, uh, when when she's available uh, and not you know out for any particular? Who is a key part of Raw every week? 
Charlotte Flair. Okay. Much to your chagrin. Um, but let's, let's just run through some of these lines. Sure. Uh, if I had that much power, there would be a whole show. Okay. I mean, like I said, the men don't have a show with no women allowed on them. Yep. So why would we need one the other way around? Yep. But okay, sure. I mean, it seems sort of like reverse uh, gender discrimination, but fine, whatever. Um, plus a reality show that covers the actual girls live. Now, <laughs> I could be losing my mind, but I'm pretty sure, and call me crazy, but I think WWE has had two reality shows centered around women in the company. Um, both Total Divas and Total Bellas. Am I am I wrong on that? Am I imagining that, Ginger? Um, no, I, I think you're right on that one. Oh, okay, just tune just in to Twat Magic. Um, <laughs> plus on top of that, we would have a makeup line. Well, um, Carmella has a wine line. The Bellas have guys they'll tell you till they're blue in the face like 80, 85 fucking companies mm-hmm. um a lot of these women we've talked about bo dallas and and Liv morgan having a real estate company together like a lot of these women have outside interests and outside products and things that they sell and things that they mm-hmm. do like the company doesn't necessarily have to tell you all but they provide their performers with a platform to go on podcasts and stuff and discuss it mm-hmm. uh we would be on the cover of Vogue showing, guess what, these women. Um, I don't know about, I'm not a reader of Vogue, so I don't know, but I remember a lot of women wrestling things being like in Maxim and FHM and Playboy at one point and People Magazine's done stuff uh, on them. and TV Guide. Yeah, so it seems to me that that's happening. So I'm a little curious as to how all these things that she says she would want to have happen ideally are happening. And the only thing I can think about is that they're all happening without her involvement. And I think, going out on a limb here, I think we hit her real problem. <laughs> it's fucking, it's like, it's, uh, you know, I, I feel like she's talking about other companies to be honest. Oh, no, she's everything. She's, oh, I know. specifically called out Stephanie oh, McMahon. So. I'm well aware, but all that shit's described is... AEW. AEW? I mean, to, you could say Impact, but when they were pretty popular, they were in a lot of different places. No, you could say Impact was actually the real birth of the women's revolution. Yes. You could make that case if yep. you wanted to. Yep. <clears throat> um, and I wouldn't necessarily disagree. And they have put a they've put a serious focus on women's wrestling on that company currently as well. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable the hate that she has for this company and the people that run it blinds her from seeing what there actually is, and this is a prime example of that. Yeah. It's 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 fucking it's sad because like. She's for people that don't pay attention to WWE and are just you know come across this. They're like, oh yeah, she's putting false information out there. Everything that she said, WWE does, except right. for the 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 show. Sorry, right. but what, what the we've fuck talked, do? We've talked about this in the past. The 
the issue a lot of these like like none of these performers very rarely do they leave first off do they leave and prove the company was wrong right and that they were mega stars waiting to happen cody you can make a case for um drew maybe mm-hmm. um but for the most part these guys get released and they become ryback you know they they'll they'll do a podcast and some contract signings and some indie dates but they're never going to be national star once they're not on the WWE people follow that brand more so than any of the performers and some of that's by design yeah they don't you know rock and austin obviously were a different animal and cm punk even to a certain degree um but none of these people none of these talents that get released ever want to look in the mirror and say Maybe I just wasn't as good as I thought I was. It was always somebody else's fault. It was talent relations. It was Vince McMahon. It was creative. It was this. It was that. And and listen, all those things can be bad, but that doesn't mean that's the reason why you failed. There have been a lot of people who have had bad. John Cena had a lot of bad creative through the oh, years. Yeah. Absolutely. But he didn't let the bad creative keep him from establishing himself as a star. Batista, same thing. Batista started dressed up as a fucking priest <laughs> holding a collection box for Reverend Devon. <laughs> and he's in the Hall of Famer and main event at a WrestleMania. Randy Orton started with Stacy Keebler wanting to fuck him behind Vince McMahon's back. John Cena started as John Cena, the prototype, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Ruthless aggression guy. Stone Cold Steve Austin started as the ringmaster in WWF. That is, yep. Yep. there's plenty. There's plenty of examples you could make, but I. Those are all bad creative. Mm-hmm. Bad creative does not destroy your career. Mm-hmm. Letting, stop, stop fighting, stop making the most of every second you have on TV because you let bad creative completely demoralize you. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Most of these talents fail to take any responsibility for what's happened to them. Yep. It's all their fault. It's always somebody else's fault. Yep. And that's not necessarily unique to the wrestling business, and that's true in a lot of these entertainment fields, but oh, yeah. but we hear more from the wrestlers about it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and you know, I, I my main goal in life was to be a professional wrestler and not have to work and do that but i chose a different path and it's my own fault i didn't stand out i had some issues that i dealt with for a while and that's my own fault i don't sit there and blame oh apw didn't put me out there enough because they fucking they put me out there a lot probably Uh, more so than they should have yeah absolutely and that's (laughs) 100 percent. my fucking out of shape ass was running around there fucking yelling at people and like I, I at first I was kind of like what the fuck man but then I was like this is my own damn fault like uh, Brutal Bob Evans invited me to and I think it was uh, God this was when I had first started he selected a certain he amount invited of, me to a seminar and he only made it two hundred dollars no 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 no, no, he, no he 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 fucking invited me to an OVW tryout actually yeah no I love Bob I love oh absolutely yeah 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 but bust balls all you want I don't care. Yeah. But no, I, he so invited... Bob has a certain reputation with some people. I, I've always found Bob to be a great guy. Some people yeah. have certain feelings about him. But, yeah. 
um, my experience with him has always been great. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, he he talked to me and was like, "If you want to come, come with me. We'll take the fucking road trip." I was going to until I had a pineal cyst pop up and I couldn't bump for a few weeks. And in that few weeks was the time to go to Ohio for the fucking trip. And do you know what you do in that situation, Ginger? Cry because I did. <laughs> you go and you watch and you listen and you learn. Yeah, but I had to put my money towards the surgery because I needed surgery on it. Like I always ask you, Ginger, and, and this is a lesson for all young professional mm-hmm. wrestlers training today. Uh, when do you stop training to be a professional wrestler? Oh, never. When do you stop learning? Never. When do you stop trying to get better? Never. When are you good enough that you don't need to put in the work anymore? Never. Exactly. Too many people forget that part. Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we won't get into that. So... But yeah, that, that's, that's my own little person. It was my own fault. I didn't fucking take care of my shit and get shit done so I could advance my career, and I fucked myself. So, yeah. That's what happens. It's the E True Hollywood story of Ginger. <laughs> it's a short one, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time you've heard that phrase, huh? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, anything more on that person that just doesn't understand that she, you know, is talking about other companies besides the one that she was referring to? Oh, okay. All right. Well, Jason. Yeah. Are you ready? I am. Cool. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the NXT Rundown. The show starts with a little two packages kind of combined, going back and forth between the two for the two main event. Yeah, the double main event. uh, Built up. Two packages combined, we call that sword fighting, just so you know. Okay, so the show starts with sword fighting. And. But uh, we're starting off with the False Count Anywhere match between Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Ruff, bell rings, Ruff uh, tries to run in, but he takes a knee immediately to the face. I love love that bait. I love that so much. He fucking baited him so fucking good, and it looked great. Also, just watching Leon Ruff take a fucking knee like that right to the face. (laughs) Loved it. Uh, Ruff attempts his rope dodge and Swerve catches him. Goes for a J- JML drive. Actually, hold on. Do you know what? Do you know what's even better about that knee spot? The way Swerve sold it after it happened. He just hits it and then walks out like just yeah. total nonchalant, total no sell. Just like, yep, motherfucker, got you. Yeah, because he fucking that. knew it. He fucking had him. He fucking played possum and it was fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. And Wade Barrett called him called it out Perfect. too. He's like, it was good. It was fantastic. Perfect start to the match. Perfect way to start the match. Uh, so he attempts the rope dodge. Swerve catches him, goes for the JML driver, but Leon... Love ba- that, too. Love that, too, because, again, somebody finally went, didn't fall for that bullshit. He went up on the ropes, and Swerve not only avoided it, fucking actively just grabbed him off the ropes <laughs> yeah. and said, fuck you, get down. <laughs> uh, 
But Leon backflips out of it, attempts the springboard cutter, but it's blocked, and Swerve goes for the JML again, but gets shoved outside. Ruff attempts a tope, and is, but is caught, and another attempted murder charge on Swerve as he DVDs Ruff into the side of the fucking ring. Which gave us Beth dropping a hardest part of the ring on us. So it's good. Death. Yeah. It yeah, looked ugly. Not... It, it looked ugly or it looked... Like ugly as in like bad. Or what would be another word you might use for that? Gross. There you go. Oh, there's going to be a few of those in this episode. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh... So Swerve says, fuck you, picks him up, and Sidewalk slams him on the entrance wampway and gets a two. Uh, a beautiful, super-duper standing suplex off the top by Swerve, okay, and that gets a two. Before you even get there. Okay. When they're out on the ramp, uh, Wade says, these matches can and will, and will end anywhere in the building or even out of it. Uh, when they haven't left the ringside area and Swerve immediately throws Ruff back into the ring. <laughs> so Yeah, I know. We constantly but, call that shit out. More on that later, though. But yeah, that, that superplex was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, you see that superplex where they just go out. It's almost like a snap out. Yeah. Um, this was like a delayed vertical suplex standing on the top rope. It wasn't even, he wasn't standing on the second rope and did it. He was standing on the top rope and did the suplex off of there. This was fantastic. Yeah. Looked he, amazing. And normally if they, if you do a standing suplex off the second rope, you have the top rope to kind of balance your knees out. Right. Yeah. That top rope, that's fucking, that's legit balance you have to have. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Eventually, Scott gets tied up, in quotations, in the ropes, upside down, outside, and Ruff hits a running shotgun dropkick on him. Uh, Swerve quickly recovers and tries to murder a motherfucker by chucking a toolbox, but Ruff (laughs) moves as we go to box. I liked Ruff's facial reaction to this, because he's like, oh shit, this motherfucker's going to kill me. Right. Uh, we come back from box and they're on the ramp and Scott goes to pick up rough, but one of the lights from the lighting lights up and it blinds swerve rough shoves him off and hits a front flip plancha and gets a two. I really liked it. That was a cool spot. Yeah. Using, using your surroundings as a piece of your match and it made sense and I fucking loved it. Uh, we get another stalling suplex. Hold on, hold on. After that happens, do you know what they did? Plancha? Oh, they went back into the ring. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Because we get another stalling suplex off the top. Attempt, but Ruff recovers and hits a crucifix bomb off the top and gets a two. That would be an avalanche crucifix bomb. Sorry. Uh, they work on the outside again for a little bit, and then we get a poison Rana off the apron to swerve. I wanted to ask which, you... Which, hold on, which Dick referred to as, you gotta be kidding me! <sighs> God damn it. So I have a question for you. I, I have a feeling I know what this question is, but go ahead. This happening the way it did and the way it was sold off the apron did you mind it in this fashion 
I knew you were going to ask that, and the answer is no. And do you want to know why? Because it's safe. It is safe, way safer, way safer than doing this in the ring because Mm -hmm. of the height difference you have. He had time to get a full rotation Mm -hmm. and land stomach first, knees first, rather than on the top of his fucking head like they do in the ring. Okay. That's what I figured you were going to say, but I had to ask. Uh, A confidence boost on the floor gets a two for Scott. Which is not all that different from the JML driver when you get right down to it. But... Uh, yeah, uh, I the, can, I the, the final positioning and the way you drive yes. him down is pretty much yeah. the same. It's just the position you start from, basically. Uh, now, how long has he had the name for that? Because I don't remember it. I, I think this is the first time this has been said because he, he's mean? done it before in the ring where they're holding on to the ropes instead yeah, of yeah. the boards. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I like that. V- credit to Vic. He actually called something by its fucking name. Well, unless he just made it up, which, you know, even if he did a good name, but he might have just made that shit up. I don't know. <laughs> Why am I giving him fucking credit? I mean, he is hitting McKenzie. you got to give him some credit. Yeah, that's true. Ruff hooks a heel hook back in the ring and grabs a wrench and digs it in for more leverage. Scott escapes, but Ruff hits a springboard cutter times two... One inside and one on the outside. He knocks uh, Swerve over the barricade, and they kind of go to the side portion. Uh, Ruff finds a ladder and overcomes A.J. Francis, and Ruff dives but is caught and DVD'd onto the barricade, the top of the barricade. Back in the ring, and Swerve hits. It wasn't really a DVD, though. A fireman's carry? Fireman's throw, basically, it's, it's yeah. It's fucking, it's the same thing. Well, no, because the DVD, the person doing the move, goes down with the no, move okay. for extra all right. impact. All right. uh, JML driver, and your winner is Isaiah Swerve Scott. And apparently... Which again, which again, give credit, Vic Joseph called it the JML driver. Yes. Apparently, we have Isaiah Swerve Scott's new faction consisting of oh. AJ Francis, another guy, and another girl. You didn't know the other guy was Ashante Diodonis. No, I've... He's been on NXT. We've oh, talked about his matches. Oh, but... I know. But I just, I, I, I didn't... I forget, the, I forget the woman's name. She was one of the ones that was always in the Raw audience when they had the NXT people oh, okay. uh, in the crowd. I, I always forget her name. I have to look it up. But, um, but as for the match, what do you think, sir? So... I don't know if you listened to last week's episode of NXT Rundown with Troy and I. I um, did. Okay. We were both like, we're looking forward to seeing Swerve in this match, but we wish it were not Leon Ruff. Yeah. I enjoyed this match quite a bit. Uh, Leon Ruff did his part. He certainly held up his end of this match. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I didn't like and what I said last week. You are having a problem booking a False Count Anywhere match and a street fight on the same show. And you saw why here. They were limited into how much they could do because they had to leave stuff for the girls later. Um, so this didn't get nearly as brutal as it had the potential to. I, I get really pissed off when we do a false count anywhere match that ends in the ring. Because what the fuck is the point of making it false count anywhere uh, yeah. at that point? Just make it a street fight. Or just, if you're going to end the match in the ring, or just make it no count. No holds barred. No holds barred. Whatever. No count, no DQ. Whatever. 
uh, doesn't need to be in a, a false count anywhere match if it's going to end in the ring. Over and above that, over and above that, Ginger, they never not only not only did it end in the ring, but they never left the ringside area. They didn't go backstage. They didn't go outside. Well, they didn't do fucking fuck all nothing well, except up the ramp and into the ring. That was it. When we came back from box one of the times, Vic Joseph was like, oh, during commercial, they went to the back. They went all over the place. It was like, no, no, they didn't. No. No, they were they were on the outside the whole time. Yeah, no, no. Don't lie, Vic. You're you're in box. You weren't at a commercial. Yep. Nope. This was it was bad planning in that regard. They made the most of it. They made it good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't what it could have or should have been. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, I didn't think I, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it because of rough. Exactly. Like, like you said, though, I think he did it. He played his part well, uh, and I think. And I and I love that they took the the stuff that's annoying about Ruff, uh, and incorporated in like like the rope spot mm-hmm. and sort of just being like fuck no, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I love that they took that stuff that he annoys us, that Ruff annoys us with, and and did everything that we talk about all the time. Like, why doesn't somebody just fucking go? I know what's coming and stop fucking chasing him. Mm-hmm. And they did that, and I I loved that. And um. I thought these two were really good dance partners. Yeah, I think every match they've had has been good. Yeah, I, I just, like, I just wish it was somebody else instead of yeah. Ruff. But you know, it's but, uh, hopefully now now Swerve has won this feud. I would assume, and uh, now he can move on to other stuff. And I think Swerve's posse there is going to be awesome to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Mm. Yeah, something happens a little later, and it was just, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. But, yeah, good match overall. I enjoyed it. I was entertained. And, uh, yeah. We go to Vin, 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 Finn Balor walking into the building. Oh, my God, he's here. He's back from Mexico. Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory are walking down the hallway. Johnny says, Mr. Regal. Mr. Regal has been dodging his calls all week. So he's going to his office. Johnny and Theory walk in, and Mr. Regal is sitting there with Scarlett. Johnny tells Mr. Regal he has some important bu- important business. Oh, sorry, sorry, not to cut you off. Brianna Brady was the woman. Brianna Brady, oh. sorry, was the woman with uh, Swerve Scott. Okay. Uh, he has important business to talk to him about with, with Mr. Regal. He says later. Johnny then Johnny then replies, "Well then, you have a." You have a minute. We have some important. When you have a minute, we have impor- important business to discuss. Johnny leaves, and Theory is standing there, staring at Scarlett's titties. And he says, "In that moment, we are all Austin Theory." Yes. And he goes, "Are those real? Those are way too big to be real." And no, 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 no. Hold on. So he said, "Are they real?" They gotta be real. At this point, we have to know he's not talking about her boobs. Well, right? Because there's no way anybody thinks those are real. <laughs> and he proceeds to look at her nails. And Johnny then comes in after Austin. And he grabs his grabs her hand. And he says, "Come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. Don't touch her." As they leave. So. How do you feel about 2020 a, a boob joke? I love it. Okay. I know some people will probably find it as a little 
a little out of touch or a little. Why? It's it's that's who that's theory's character though. Some people don't want to see boob jokes on TV at this point, but well, get the I fuck over it. it. I didn't mind it. Yeah, no, I didn't mind it. But some people are. I, I did see a few people complaining about it. Are online, you but... fucking serious? Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking Stan, probably. Well, so <laughs> look, I don't necessarily agree with it, but it does like. Uh, you know, I don't even want to go down the road. Never mind, forget it. No, skip it. Let's let's go over it. As as Marty Jannetty would say, miss me with that shit. <laughs> Asher Hale is in the ring. Don't know more about that. Listen to WWE right now. Yes, and possibly more to come on that as well. We, At, we need our own like Marty segment here on NXT right now. No, we need to find something. No, 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 not Marty. Oh, oh so, uh, Marty esque. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe we can find something. Asher Hale is in the ring, and he's jobbing to Cameron <laughs> Grimes. Grimes does a go behind and pick up and throw down, and he poses all muscular as he's as if he's fucking jacked. Uh, Grimes against the ropes, and Asher charges in. Grimes' boot gets caught, and the other as well. Asher then puts one leg over the other of Grimes and hits a dragon twist while he's leaning on the ropes. I'd never seen it. So leg trap, dragon screw, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, a missile dropkick gets a two. For and actually, it was great. Grimes did great selling, like wobbly legs, like he, his legs were out, weren't, couldn't cooperate from yeah. the move. Yeah, no, I think he did a nice job selling that. Missile dropkick gets a two for Asher. Uh, that's all she wrote, because Grimes hits the tidal wave, and then the cave-in, and that's all she wrote. Your winner, Cameron. <laughs> Grimes! There was one spot where uh, Grimes is in the corner, and uh, he hits the corner like Bret Hart style, chest first, and Hale goes oh. to hit the ropes. And as he comes out, like Hale's going to clothesline him as he bounces out of the corner. But Grimes just gets the knee up and gives him the kitchen sink as he comes off the mm-hmm. ropes. Really sort of cool spot. So one thing that I notice about Grimes when they do the international spot, the drop down, yep. he sells the fact that he is about to trip and jumps yeah. over. You don't fucking see that anymore yeah. from anybody. Yeah. It's a nice little touch, Cameron. I appreciate that shit. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, I was saying, oh, I, oh I thought you were saying something. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just a, just a fucking job, quick jobber match. And I, I think they gave a little bit to Asher Hale enough that I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they've got him under contract. For those that don't know, Asher Hale is the former uh, Anthony Henry. So um, he was a UK guy. Or no, I'm sorry, Evolve guy that they signed. Oh, okay. Um, so looks looks very different than he did in Evolve. So it didn't. some people didn't recognize him right away, but that is, in fact, Anthony Henry. Okay. Dinner time with her guest. And you know how you could tell it's Anthony Henry? Nope. A.H. Oh, yeah. Reminds you of anybody else? A.G.? There you go. They're keeping their same initials and just changing the names. I don't mind it. No, it's fine. Uh, dinner time. Her guests are Caden Carter and Casey S- The Spit and Swallow Warriors. It should be Finger and Swallow Warriors. Well, no, uh, they're, they're, they actually call themselves the Spitfire Warriors, I think. But hmm. the Spit and Swallow Warriors is a better one, I think. Uh, they apparently don't care about Zaya and the million-year-old dragon anymore. 
And okay, they, do you know what this is? This is like they basically said they're afraid of Tian Sha because they got their ass kicked. So because they kicked our ass, we're not we don't care about them anymore. Yep. That's what that was. That was that kid that gets the shit kicked out of him and like somebody steals his girl. Like I don't fucking like her anymore anyway. I was gonna break up with her. <laughs> um, and they will be watching the women's tag team title match tonight. Frankie Monet interrupts, talks a bit of shit, and says she enjoys their spirit and walks she's, away. She said it's gonna. She she thinks they're gonna be the champions, but it's gonna take them a long time to get there. Grimes is walking backstage and into the locker room, and Everrise join him, and they say they should all go out and celebrate. Cameron Grimes is, yeah, yeah, the three of us can go. And he says, me, myself, and Cameron <laughs> Grimes. And he's going to the VIP room. To be continued. This is a pairing I never knew I needed. Oh, my God, dude. I was Ever all Grimes. for it. Ever Grimes. This needs to happen. I like it. I like it. Uh, why wouldn't you? Oh, and by the way, I think... did Was it you and Troy last week on NXT that talked about Everrise having a show? Yes. Because they have a Facebook show that they do in the yeah, mornings. Everrise Live. Yeah. 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 So... I think it's like an hour-long thing. That's what the coffee mugs that they have yes. were. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they talk about random shit. They do it in a yeah. ring. So. Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans versus Toothless Timmy and Old Man Champa. Uh, I don't know if you can really call him Old Man Champa because he shaved his head. I hate that they went back to that, though. I know. I mentioned it last week. Yeah, uh, you, you skipped the GYV promo. Um, oh, well, I I was getting there. Oh, you said that you started the match. So no, okay. no, they didn't start the match. I I, yeah. I mix it up a little bit. Uh, GYV oh. cut a promo shitting all over the fucking fans. This, did they call them swamp donkeys? Something like that. Um, <laughs> so so he basically says he he's pissed at Champ and Thatcher for encouraging the fans to take their shoes off. Um, so I couldn't agree with him more, but. I feel like they're really trying too hard to make the shoes off thing happen now. Yes. Just give it up. We don't want it here. But but with that said, uh, they played it into the finish, so I guess I, they had to bring it up. Yeah, that's true. That's a valid point. Um, Drake. By the way, did you know that they are seen oh, to be... True heel bullshit, man. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. It's a it's so annoying. It's, it's a good heel when they can yeah. take somebody in the business and still work them. Oh yeah. GYV with you, Charlotte with you, you know. Mm-hmm. Drake and Champa start and they fuck around a little bit. Thatcher gets a tag and Drake tags Gibson and they fuck around for a little bit. <laughs> I wrote Thatcher gets in the ring and things get boring. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, God is. No charisma when he's performing. Like it's not even the move set. It's just he has zero charisma when he's performing. Some people have it and some people don't, man. And I feel like he'd be so much better off in NXT UK. 
I feel like okay. his character would be better there. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Stereo chest pounds for GYV, and we go to break. Drake tags Gibson on the apron, and the ref tells him, like, he's they're both on the apron, he tries to tag him. The ref tells him, you can't fucking do that, man. And I guess this distracts Thatcher, but he grabs Drake and drags him back in. But uh, he grabs Thatcher's ear and throws him chest and throat first into the middle rope. So these ref distractions are fucking stupid Yeah. that they've been doing in their matches. Yeah. Uh, something different. The the one that made me mad was I think I think it was my soul episode was he fucking sold his leg hurt just to have Drake come in and thumb him in the eye like that it, it's stupid shit like if you're gonna fucking cheat do something fucking more brutal eh. but that's just my opinion on it eh. um. Drop kick downward spiral combo gets a two on Thatcher. Thatcher gets a tag. I'm sorry. Ciampa gets the tag and hits six clotheslines and then a fuck ton of chops on Drake. Uppercut to the back by Thatcher. Knee lift by Ciampa and then a running knee by Ciampa gets a two. Uh, all four men slug it out. Ciampa and Drake go over the top. Thatcher bit slaps Gibson and delivers a double underhook suplex for a two. Drake topes Ciampa as Gibson hits a corkscrew suplex inside for a two on Thatcher. Ciampa tosses in Wade Barrett's shoe and distracts the ref as Thatcher decks Gibson with Dex Gibson and throws him in an armbar. Armbar! And he has no choice but to tap out. I hate that Wade said, oh, appears all my shoe, my shoe has been lost in all the commotion. Like... Fucking gave it away, dude. Yep. Too much. Yep. And then he started screaming, That's my shoe! Yeah. But, um... This match, in my opinion, it was, it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't fantastic. It was just... No, it, it, was, it was just there. Yeah, pretty much. It's a good, good description. Huh. Anything else that I, that I might have missed that stuck out to you, or I pretty no, much had No, not really. Okay. Not really. We've talked about it before. I actually like the vets as performers, but there's definitely an element of everything is good, everything is solid, but nothing stands out. Yeah. I will. The, don't get me wrong. The ticket to ticket to mayhem, love it. Absolutely. But yeah, there's really nothing else that kind of just you know it's like ooh that's nice or you know I don't know. I hear you. Oh, I mean, when they when they break out like the Doomsday device on the floor, that's pretty good. But yes, that's fucking fantastic. Which is good to keep that as a Special. big yeah a big match thing. Yeah. But yeah. The one thing they do all the time that sort of drives me nuts because they do it all the time is the spot where uh, Drake's going to get whipped into the corner and I'm uh, oh, sorry, uh, uh, Gibson's going to get whipped into the corner and Drake jumps in and sort of throws his body in between. They didn't the do that this episode. They didn't this time, no. So but they usually do it in every match. Maybe but. maybe they're kind of like, you know, maybe, maybe maybe they're trying to like tell these guys, like, keep shit like that for special times. Yeah. You know, but... 
Johnny and Theory go up to Regal's door, and again, Theory goes to bust down the door, but stops right before bre- breaking it down and just knocks politely. <laughs> Regal comes down the aisle. He's <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing to my office? Um, Johnny tries to get out of his match with Bronson Reed, but Regal politely declines. <laughs> this match is only happening because of Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Uh, excuse me. Before Regal opens his door to go back into his office, he sarcastically says, Scarlet wants you to have a match with Karrion Cross next week. Taps Theory on the shoulder and says, good luck. And makes like this fucking, like, such a sarcastic face. Should have called him Sunshine. Loved it. No, that's only when he gets mad. Sunshine is his mad reference. (laughs) Well, he was pissed that they were trying to barge into his office. Again. Yeah, but the the comedic the comedic face was I, I think it made it. He could have gone either way, and I I liked it. Yeah. Um. So next week, Carrying Cross versus Austin Theory, and Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed. <sighs> oh. Again. Maybe. Again. Maybe. <sighs> We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Swerve Scott. Okay, this is what I was referring to earlier when we were talking about Swerve Scott. Mm-hmm. He's in the back with his new stable, and he says he did exactly what he said he was going to do and beat Leon Ruff, and they leave the building. Was that necessary? I think he called him his entourage or something like that, so I think that was probably setting up the name of the group. Oh, I didn't catch that comment. Maybe. So... Uh, but yeah, in my... or somebody said I think somebody said it something like that. So well, Scott was the only one that fucking said anything. So, but I don't the know. announcer, I think it might have been the announcer saying it. I don't remember. Uh, I don't fucking know. I remember hearing something and saying, "Oh, that could be the name of the group." Hmm. Maybe they went to court and you know got rights or some shit like that. I don't know because that show Entourage, you know. Yeah, but. You can always, that's a word, you can always trademark the entourage or... Yeah, that's true. And it's always, like, in a, in a wrestling abstract is different than, like, so... Yeah, they have weird rules on that stuff. Yeah. Scarlet, oh, in the tight leather, uh, with Karrion Cross, the NXT champion, and they are heading to the ring. Cross says, I told you all three weeks ago, all you have to do is step up and roll the dice... Let's give these people what they want. Let's have a fight. Next week, Austin Theory, I'm going to dive bomb you on your head. Kyle O'Reilly's music hits. Hold on, hold on, because he did say one thing, one line I really like. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not going to sit around here and wait for someone to come stab me in the back. Oh, yes. Which I liked. By the way, can we talk about Cross's outfit here? I fucking loved it. It looked like David Copperfield shit. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it looked good. You looked on like him. a magician. Did you ever watch Arrested <laughs> Development? No. Okay. Then you wouldn't get the reference, but he reminded me of something Joe would wear for one of his performances. Um, but yeah, no, it looked very David Copperfield esque. It was. He looked like a magician and a, and a bad one at that point. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly's music hits and he comes on, uh, strolls That's, his way I'm down sorry, the ring. Cool Kyle? Cool. Sorry, cool Kyle. <laughs> Says I get why you think everyone should be afraid. Pure dominance. I'm not afraid of you, and this is the match that I want. 
Something tells me that you want this match as well. Pete Dunn's music hits. New music, isn't it? New music. Didn't like it. Nope. Like the other one better. No, nope, the other one's way better. Um, says, I don't care who wants to see this match. I don't care about the new, cool Kyle O'Reilly. I don't care what you stand. Uh, I don't care that you stand there, the NXT champion. Because the truth is, I'm the baddest man in NXT, and either of you think otherwise, prove me wrong. I don't know about that line. Finn Balor's music hits. Yay, it's Jason's favorite type of segment. (laughs) (laughs) Pete Dunn, been there, done that. Kyle O'Reilly, been there, done that twice. He gets in the ring and just clocks cross in the face, but he immediately replies and strikes down Balor. Uh, they all t- take shots at Cross, but he gets the advantage every time. They're all broken up. What? Okay, sorry. Uh, they're all broken up by security guards and people from the back. But <laughs> one of the poor security guards is dead because he gets a nasty Saito suplex. But from behind, Cross is taken out by Theory and Gargano. But Cross tosses Theory outside and puts Johnny in the corner, and Theory tries to... Hey, 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 hey. Nobody puts Johnny in the corner. Oh, Cross did. So, sorry. Uh, Excuse me. Theory tries to interfere, but gets a side suplex. Johnny then hits a super kick, goes for a second, but Cross grabs his throat. But Theory hits his own super kick, then stereo super kicks to Cross. Then Johnny hits Cross with the North American Championship, and Cross is laid out. Hmm. So you can take him out. I guess. It just takes um, a title shot to the head. All I really had on this was what a missed opportunity. Balor should have gotten in the ring and got right in Pete's face and says, been there, done that. Then gone to Kyle. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <clears throat> after that, we go to commercial, and we come back to dinner time, and she's ca- catching up with Johnny and Theory, who are in the parking lot. They're trying to get the fuck out of there. Mackenzie asks why they aren't staying for the women's tag team titles match. Coming up, Johnny says, it's Indy and Candace's night. We're going to get ready for their celebration. They get in the car and leave. And as Johnny gets in the car, he goes, bye, Mackenzie. <laughs> and that's it. Well, did you see that was the last week they, they had her participate in the, che- the group cheer? So they're bringing Mackenzie along. <laughs> Zeta... Ramier? Ramier. Ramier. Okay, it is Ramier. Okay. Yep. Uh, versus Saray. Uh, this is kind of a short match. Nothing really. There was only a select few things that kind of stuck out. Uh, stiff drop kick by Saray. That's like her thing. Uh, nice drop down into an STF by Zeta. Uh, leg trap and bridge cross faced by Saray. Uh, brutal drop kick by Saray as Zeta was leaning on the bottom rope, then a nice perfect Ugh. flex. Dude. Dude, even I watched that drop kick, and even I said that 
was gross. <laughs> Uh, I think Wade Barrett said, like, the way her neck snapped back was just yeah. fucking brutal. Yeah, and that was that was nasty. Uh-huh. Uh, also, they kept talking about Zeta beating Tony as if it was her debut, when in reality, she debuted in a tag team with Gigi Dolan, yep. like, a couple weeks ago. Yep. So, they don't even know what happens on their own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> Missile drop kick by Saray. Sling Blade gets a two for Zeta. But a spinning back kick, a German suplex, and a side arm trap suplex gets the three for Saray. So before that, Saray went for that drop kick on the ropes again, and Ramir moved. And then there was all sorts of confusion. They got all sorts of tangled up, and then Ramir just rolled her up. So it's like, oh, you got a two count off of a missed drop kick. Yeah, um, I okay. feel that I think Saray was supposed to go through the ropes, Maybe. but she got caught up or something. I don't know, but it was just fucked up. But um, So <clears throat> I have yet to be really impressed by Saray. I know she's talented. I haven't really seen that moment yet that I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. I thought um, her and Zoe's match was pretty good. I thought Zoe was a bigger star in that match than Saray was. Uh, yes, yeah. And that's the problem. She's, she was outshined by the pers- other person. Um so we'll see. I mean, I'm not. I, I it has, doesn't always click right away with some of these people. I didn't. I didn't necessarily love fucking uh, who's the ass pirate there? Uh, Kyrie Sane when she first showed up. So you know, I still actually, you know, I never really ended up getting the whole pirate thing. So, yeah. but I liked her when she turned heel with Asuka. So they're always hotter when they're heels. That's true. <laughs> Imperium watches Walter read a script on an iPad, and then Wolf says he's got to go somewhere and leaves. And Bartel and Eichner look really fucking lost. Well, Wolf Wolf said he had to go, so now we know how to say I got to take a shit in German. So, <laughs> God, say it. You gonna say it? What? You gonna say what he said? No. <laughs> I don't have to take a shit in German. Nine. <laughs> uh, Diamond Mine promo. What the fuck is it, or they, or who? It's a. It's gonna be a group, I think, like a UFC style shoot fight thing. Um. Troy seems to think it's Ivy Nile. So. Who Who's the guy that um was drafted the Raw and then appeared on SmackDown like two weeks later? Uh, Arturo Huas? Yes, he's going to be involved with it. Cause he's the one, got... who, you, the yeah. one who you thought was uh, the other guy on Raw? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, I have a feeling he'll be involved with this somehow. Because he had the taped hands like that, and he was kind of the MMA-style gear and shit. So. He could. <clears throat> By all reports, it is not Tessa Blanchard, folks, so calm down. Oh, my God. Who the hell said that? It was all over the Internet because her big thing is diamonds. Like, she's her whole gimmick is she's the diamond and it's on her gear. and I don't know. But moving on, Zeta is sitting down behind the curtain and Saray says thank you. And Zoe Stark stops Tony the Booty Storm from interrupting. Zoe goes up to check to check Zeta. It's a 
Good thing that Zoe just happened to be standing there randomly at that exact moment, not checking on Zeta or Sarai, just standing in that corner where she could cut off Tony. It's good, good yeah. lucky for them. Yeah, absolutely, because she knew it was going to happen. She was right I there. I guess so. <laughs> she should know she's going to lose all these matches then. <laughs> Jake Atlas versus L.A. Knight. Let me Jake talk Atlas. to you. Jake Atlas, future AEW champion. Let me talk to you. He shits all over the crowd and then says, I'm going to give the new a new meaning to Jake Atlas because he's going to point, punt his ass so far down the street he's going to need an Atlas to find it. It, it. it made me pop a little bit. I liked it. Did you, so so here was the interesting thing. Did you hear when LA Knight the match starts? LA Knight talks about how I'm sorry. Wade Barrett talks about how LA Knight outworks everyone. Mm-hmm. Think that was a knock on Christian? That's his catchphrase in AEW: is "outwork everyone." Uh, I don't think I don't, they, uh, I don't think that was there by accident. Put it that way. I don't, I don't believe think, it was there. By I don't think they would do that though. Like, why knock him? I don't know, but I think they would. Because they thought, probably thought he was coming back, and he ended up going there, and probably some bad feelings would be my guess. Well, those elite contracts will get you fucking concussions. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Quick start and a couple arm drags by Atlas. Knight gets the upper hand with a thumb to the eye. Atlas goes for a tope, but gets rocked with a forearm to the face. Uh, high landing German by Atlas gets a two. Atlas attempts a spin kick, but it's ducked, and Knight delivers the BFT, and your winner is L.A. Knight. Is it BFT or BFD? Because BFD makes more sense that L.A. Knight would call his move big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounded like you said T. It could have been yeah. D, but... I don't know. It's Vic, too, so who the fuck knows? Yeah. Well, no, I think it was uh, Barrett that called it. Uh, but this version of it was much better. First off, he hit it sort of out of nowhere, which was yes. really sort of good. And he actually drove the guy's head all the way down to the mat. That one that he did hanging off the ropes the other week looked fucking awful. Oh, the guy's well, head well, it was Loomis. Touched, yeah, the guy's head never touched the, the mat. So yeah. this was much better. Uh, yeah. I actually So this was a bit of a squash, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it's the best LA Knights looked since he's been back. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that credit probably goes to Jake Atlas. Um, but, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed this match for what it was. Jake Atlas would have fit perfect in that Swerve Scott package or uh, deal. I don't know. Except that he and Swerve were feuding. Like, and then it just oh, stopped. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Got to get Leon Ruff on TV. Anyways, enough about that motherfucker. Indy and Candace are walking out back, and they enter their locker room. They go in, and there's a picture of Indy and Loomis. Candace quickly disregards it and gets it in a locker. Hides it. Then Loomis is looking through the glass, and Candace shuts the shade. (laughs) Loomis had flowers, too. Yes. Yep. Uh, Indy then says she needs to stay focused, and they leave the room. Good thing Dexter Loomis, at his age in life, doesn't know how to work a doorknob, so. Or, or, you know, knock on a door, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) I just, I I thought it was funny, she just, 
It would have been so much better if it was like just a pull down shade instead of one of the twisty ones. Right. Yeah. But I, I still, I, th- I thought it was still pretty funny. So do you find indie hotter now than you used to? I've always found indie attractive. But she's like hotter now, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, I've she's a- sort of sex. Well, she's sort of sexed it up a little bit too, I think, for this angle. Oh yeah, the, well, the makeup and the hair, and she's like, she's trying a little harder now. Fuck yeah, thank you. We we appreciate that. Tony the Booty Storm cuts a promo on Zoe, says she's pissing her off. Uh, she doesn't deserve to be in the same building, breathe the same air, blah blah blah. Uh, she brought her into the business, and she will take her out of it. Oh no, no. but the best line in this. I am a former women's champion, and you are a future nobody. That was a great fucking line. Whoever wrote that, pat on the back. Even if it was Road Dog? Even if. (laughs) We go to Legato del Fantasma is in the ring. Um, Last week witnessed an iconic moment in a, a premonition and he will regain the Cruiserweight Championship. Wild then speaks up and says they haven't forgotten about MSK. They beat them last week, and they want the next shot at the tag titles. Kushida then pops up on the screen and says, last week was a big mistake, and next week the Cruiserweight Championship is on the line with Escobar versus Kushida. Interesting addition to that a little bit later on. Mercedes and Raquel are via satellite in the same time. No, I said, are you ready? I was not ready for this in the same building via satellite (laughs) shit, though. Uh, That was weird. Hold on. That's weird here. So we finished the Eli Drake segment, right? We get Indian Candy and Candice in the back. We get a Tony promo. We get a Legato in-ring promo. It's interrupted by the Kushida promo. Then we get a Mercedes and Raquel promo or interview. Then we get an Ember and Shotzi segment. Then we get a Grimes segment. Then we get a rundown of what's coming next, next week. Then we finally get our last match. Fifteen minutes of talk. Yeah, that was weird. They, you'd think they would space that out more. They gotta like, cr- there's no reason that Legato segment couldn't have gone earlier in the show. No. Um, or the or the Mercedes and Raquel interview. Yeah, I, nothing really. Mercedes paved the way for people like Raquel. Raquel says she surpassed all of Mercedes' accomplishments in a single year. Ooh, shit. Nothing. Mercedes said, I set the bar. And Raquel said, yeah, and I grabbed the bar with one arm and put it way up higher or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. It, there were some good lines in there. Yeah, I just... I think at this point, I was just like, I'm tired of people fucking babbling right now. Yeah, I felt like this was a good setup for the match, though. I, I like this back and forth. It's good. Uh, poon shots are... Poon shots. Poon shots. Could be poon shots. <laughs> poon shots are coming to the ring, and they come up to the tank, and the dog is in it. Frankie Monet's dog. Why doesn't she keep that fucking dog in a leash? It's Presley. Whatever. And apparently, the dog took a big old shit. In the tank. I will... The, the dog one... left a stank in the tank. The stank in the tank. 
Shotzi actually made me laugh. She goes, how much can... How did that much come out of a, such a small dog? Yeah. <laughs> so they couldn't bring the tank to the ring. Because, you know, they couldn't have possibly cleaned up a little bit of poop, right? I mean, not in such a short time. They had a commercial break, but okay. Grimes is walking up to the club, and he can't get in the club because it has a private rental for the night. A limo then pulls up, and none other than Ted DiBiase steps out. He says to Grimes, why buy a booth? When you can buy the entire building. And everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. He laughs and goes inside as Grimes screams, That damn Ted DiBiase! Alright, so first off, what did you think of last week when DiBiase finally showed up in one of these segments? Okay, so I'm ashamed to say this. I didn't watch last week's episode. I'm sorry, I I watched clips of last week's episode. I did not see this clip. That clip. Okay. So, well, so what did you think of this then? I thought it was funny. Okay. Here's my other question. What do you think the point of this is? It's got to build to something. So, is he going to manage Grimes? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. That's all I could think of here. Or, like you said, Ted DiBiase Jr., because maybe Grimes... Apparently Troy says he's selling real estate so he couldn't possibly wrestle anymore. So, Grimes attacks DiBiase. And obviously DiBiase's, you know, retired and says, I can't fight you, but this man can. And he brings out his son. You know what Cameron Grimes needs? At this point, in my honest opinion, nothing. But like a, sub- a submission move. Yeah. You know why? Why? Because he needs a submission move. He can call the money clip. I like it. Yep, needs to happen. I like it. Yeah. Or. Or, I mean, you, do you know what submission he could use? What? The Million Dollar Dream. There you go. All you got to do. I'm going to message him that. Be like, dude, you got to come up with a submission and name it the money clip. There you go. We get the announcements for next week's matches. Kushida versus Santos Escobar for the Cruiserweight Championship. And a two out of three falls match. I instantly got more excited for that. I like I I know there's all these crazy fucking match types now, but mm-hmm. in my youth, like the two out of three falls match was the coolest fucking shit. Okay. Like I remember getting so amped for two out of three falls matches, and there was a period in WCW where like every main event on WCW Saturday night was like a two out of three falls match, mm-hmm. and it was like the happiest I've been watching wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. It's like one of those things for me that it's just that that match type. I love it. Uh, I'm I'm the way for uh, ladder matches, so yeah. that's my match, dude. I fucking love ladder matches. Uh, but today they're so overdone, though. That's the problem. Are Two they, out of three though? false matches, you don't see them all the time. You see, every major event seems to have a ladder match now. Maybe we had for pick- NXT. Uh, 
WWE has an entire pay-per-view around ladder matches. And they have money they have, in the they bank. They have multiple pay-per-views around ladder matches. Yeah. Tables, ladders, chairs, money in the bank. Uh, I don't know. Sort of, I, it, it's still cool when it's done right, but it's overdone a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. And Austin Theory versus Karrion Cross. They didn't say that Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano was taking place next week. Fair. Maybe it's maybe it's been pushed back. So I don't know if Bron- Reed maybe has to do a little little um, quarantining. Okay. But yeah, it was kind of that's why I said earlier. Well, so I don't know. They didn't announce it, so. I, I, I would think if that match was going to take place next week that you would advertise it. So, Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for your main event of the evening. Ding, 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 motherfucker! The NXT Women's Tag Team Championships are on the line as Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell are going for them against Poon Shots in a street fight. Uh, I love Shots' gear. Everybody here knows that I'm a huge Freddy Krueger fan. and I, I actually have that in my notes. I wonder how hard Ginger got when Shots oh, came out dressed like that. Through the fucking roof. I actually have to fix my roof because of it now. So. <laughs> uh, so they go to start the introductions, but nope, the ladies say fuck you, all of them, and they start beating the shit out of each other. Tables, chairs, and trash cans are immediately taken out by the ladies. Um, slide through trip, basement drop kick, and a jump over elbow drop, then a trash can over Indy, and stereo drop kicks gets a two. The jump over elbow drop. Little, little stiff ski. It was almost like a like a senton elbow drop. Little ski, little little stiff ski. A little bit. Little on their fucking head and chin. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Candace attempts a baseball slide, but Shotzi moves and gets a trash can lid toe. That sounded better when I wrote it. Indy yeah, tosses Poon into the barricade boards, then flapjack to Shotzi on the apron. Indy sets up four chairs facing each other, two by two on the outside. Poon slams her face into it, and then they sit a chair on top of those chairs. We're just not doing phrasing at all anymore, huh? No, why? Okay. Poon slams her face into it? (laughs) Yeah, man. Okay. (laughs) Shotzi goes for a tope, but Candace gets Poon shits with a fire extinguisher as we go to box. My note says Poon shits, so I read it. Uh, we come back, and Shotzi hits both women with the rope drape senton. Uh, cutter dominator combo gets a two for Poon. I fucking love that move so much. Yeah, yeah it, is got, it is great. Uh, Candace is laid out on a ladder, and is and that is that which is bridged across the apron and the barricade, and Shotzi hits the senton off the top turnbuckle. That looked gross. Because That's exactly what I have in my notes. Actually. Because because she didn't land on like directly on top of her. She she didn't go for up and down. She went diagonal down. Yeah. 
Ugh. Only one half of the ladder split. Oh, God. Um, even before that, though, I had mm-hmm. a note that uh, Shotzi had Indy in the Upside Down, which is sort of like the Tarantula. Oh, um, yes. And then, for whatever reason, Ember decides to throw a chair, except because of how they were positioned, the chair only hits Shotzi's knee and never touches Indy at all. <laughs> so, that was sort of dumb. Yeah. That's like you see a GIF online, like, you tried! <laughs> <laughs> Poon attempts to put Indy through a table, leaning in the corner with an Alabama slammer, but the table absolutely does not give a fuck, and Indy smashes the back of her head, and that was fucking gross. I don't know how Indy did not get knocked out. Yeah. Indy took a beating in this match. Yeah, she did. Uh, Shotzi laid on a ladder, and Indy holds up the ladder, making a bridge, and Candace hits the springboard moonsault for it, too. Cabrata, yeah. Very fucking nice. And I like the fact that she didn't hold the ladder. Once Candace hit it, she let it go. Perfectly yeah. timed. Because yeah. that can turn into a really fucking rough spot. Yeah. For both. Yes. Spinebuster on the ladder to Poon. Oh. Is there anything that looks more fucking painful than a spine buster on these ladders? No. Take all the thumbtacks or Legos you fucking want. Mm-hmm. Just do not fucking spine buster me on a ladder. Oh, God. And, like, she did it, like, she, she landed on it diagonally. It wasn't, like, straight on with the runs yeah. or, oh. Ugh. Did you say straight on with the runs? Yeah, with the rungs. The rungs of the ladder. I thought you said runs, like, you no, gotta take a shit. No, no. <laughs> Straight on with the runs. Yeah. No, I said rungs. Okay. Uh, Indy pulls apart the commentator's table, and as she does, uh, Shotzi's right there, and she hits her with, with what looks like a giant light bulb, but Wade says, Oh, that was my coffee mug. <laughs> Indy ends up on the table. Everybody's Shot- stealing Wade's shit to use it as an offensive weapon. Fucking, I'd be pissed if I was him, man. Losing a shoe, losing your coffee mug. Oh, she's beating her with my cock. Shotzi climbs up the truss and hits a giant fucking splash through the commentator's table. Looked fucking beautiful. Yep. Table on the outside, Indy hits a pretty savage elbow drop to Poon through it. To the floor, yeah. I like the fucking name of that. Pretty Uh, savage. That's the name of it. Pretty savage elbow drop, yeah. Okay. Uh, on the inside, Candace hits Shotzi with a pair of brass knuckles, hits the wicked stepsister on the chair, and one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, we have brand new women's tag team champions, the richly deserved Candace LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Yep. Go for it, Jason. Uh, Indy took a fucking beating in this match. Um, Troy and our host thread this week chose to remind us that Indy Hartwell has an underrated ass. Um, Not underrated in my book. No, no, pretty solid. Um, this was really good. I really enjoyed it. There was some gross stuff here, but for the most part, it felt like it was it was done as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked great. 
Um, it didn't look at any point like they landed on a big pile of, ca- of cardboard. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I honestly, I really enjoyed this match. I wasn't sure what we were going to get here. I mean, sometimes Indy's been a little yeah. and on occasion, Shotzi gets a little frantic. Um, I'm a little disappointed we didn't see the payoff on the Indy sitting on the chair on the stack of chairs spot. Oh. But I'm pretty sure Shotzi would have found a way to kill herself if that move had actually oh. happened. Um, That's a but, death yeah, trap. Uh, all things considered, this was awesome. I agree. I was that fucking that ta- that commentator table spot was nice. Yeah. Perfectly, she hit it fucking perfect. The elbow dropped to the floor. I think oh. that was my favorite move of the match. And that's not exactly easy to do when you're nope. doing it springboard fashion. Nope. And she fucking nailed that perfectly. Yeah, she uh, did. Everybody seemed uh, Indy might have been a little rocked from that table spot from the Alabama Slamma. But overall, I think I think this was a really good match. Surprised Dexter didn't come out to, with the flowers to celebrate with her. Yeah, well, he didn't know that they left the room because Candace closed the shade. That's true. <laughs> and he can't work a doorknob, so. Nope. Uh, so Candace and Indy raise their championships as we go off the air. Uh, yeah, this this match was great, dude. I I really enjoyed. It. Um, definitely, in my opinion, one of the better women's matches, even though it was a gimmick match, better women's matches of the year. I want Indy. I do too. No, no, I want, I want Miss Hartwell to find a new tag team partner. Why? Somebody named Da Jones. Oh my God. Indiana Jones. No. 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 Nope. No? Uh, I get dad jokes for days, dude. Shit ain't phasing me. Uh, No, I I, like I said, I I love this match. This was way exceeded my expectations for this. Um, So, I mean, we kind of have only real two matches that it's going to come down to, but which match are you going with this week if somebody's got 15, 20 extra minutes? Oh, it's the main event. Okay. Uh, if I had to pick a second, it was the first match, uh, Ruff and Swerve. I, you know what? I would go if we're if we're talking. I I I suggest checking out LA Knight and Jake Atlas. I think it's the best showcase okay. LA Knight's had since he's been back yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, all pretty much all the matches were pretty good this week. You can fast forward to all the promos. You ain't gonna miss much. But. Oh my god, the fucking thirty minute, thirty or forty minutes worth of promos through this whole fucking episode, all in one block, which is weird. Oh God! They usually space out the show better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, people. RundownWrestling.com. Go back. AEW's hottest woman tournament going yep. on up there. Yep. Yeah, we got that. Go What's ahead. What's the matchup this week? I don't think I've looked. Let's uh, see. I haven't looked myself. So why don't you go on that while I plug everything else, guys? We're still on uh, Patreon. You can get yourself a T-shirt for twenty bucks. If you do, you can do Stu for a month. I'm currently wearing the NWO style RWN Rundown Wrestling Network T-shirt. Oh, okay, so he hasn't updated it yet. It was it's still Shauna versus Jade Cargill. Oh, okay. That guy's Troy's pretty fucking busy. April 26th. So it's been ten days, Troy. Come on, let's get your shit together, dude. (laughs) I don't know who to vote for in this one. 
That's tough. I think I've already voted, but I'll vote again. All right, there we go. Why not? The more the merrier. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we want to say thank you very much for giving us a listen on the NXT rundown. You you guys know that we appreciate you guys listening and giving us the love and support. Um, If you want to tweet at us uh, and tell us a one-season TV show that you wish never went, hit us up. Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, that's not my Twitter handle. That would be weird. Uh, I believe it's <laughs> Jay Stewart. Uh, I Jay, Jay Stewart, Stewart 0920, I believe. Let me just double check here. Mine is Ginger19876. Yeah, at Jay Stewart0920. So, S-T-U-A-R-T. Uh, hit us up, peeps. We love interacting with fans, guys. Don't be shy. Or just follow Rundown Wrestling on Twitter as well. Yeah. There we go. So thank you guys very much. Jason, why don't you uh, send us on home, bud? Uh, I guess that means we will NXT next week. Oh, you guys forgot about me, didn't you? Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>